TED Audio Collective. When you think of the word co-op, what comes to your mind? Maybe a building you live in where you have some type of ownership, where you get to choose who your neighbors will be. Or maybe a nursery where parents help with the work of the school. Yup, those are co-ops. And when I think of a co-op, the first one that comes to mind is my old grocery store in Cambridge, Massachusetts, where I knew I could get cheaper prices on groceries if I became a member and volunteered. But I never did. The point behind co-ops is that you invest time and energy into an organization, and in return, you get to be involved in decision-making in some form of fashion. It truly is a give and take. And I thought the critical ingredient is that you need time to volunteer. But today's speaker shows that there is so much more to co-ops than what I just described. This is TED Business. I'm Madupa Akinola. Look, in business, we talk all about capitalism, competitive markets, free markets, wage labor. Capitalism is considered the key way to fuel the economy. But today's speaker offers an alternative method, and she claims it's more effective and more humane than capitalism. It's cooperativism. Anupusa is a professor at the University of Eastern Finland Business School and the deputy head of the management department. In her TED at BCG talk, Anu explains how cooperativism can work for all participants in the economy, from adults to children, and can also help local communities and the environment if we just give it a chance. Here's Anu after a short break. This show is brought to you by Schwab. You're here because you like to keep a pulse on trends in technology. Well, now you can invest in what's trending in artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more with Schwab Investing Themes. It's an easy way to invest in ideas you believe in. Schwab's research process uncovers emerging trends. Then their technology curates relevant stocks into themes. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy all the stocks in a theme as is or customize to better fit your investing goals. All in a few clicks. Schwab Investing Themes is not intended to be investment advice or a recommendation of any stock or investment strategy. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Hey, TED Business listeners, we're supported by our friends at Working Smarter, a new podcast from Dropbox exploring the exciting potential of AI in the workplace. Working Smarter talks with founders, researchers, and engineers about the things they're building and the problems they're solving with the help of the latest AI tools. Tools that can save them time, improve collaboration, and create more space for the work that matters most. On Working Smarter, hear practical discussions about what AI can do so that you can work smarter too. Listen to Working Smarter on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit workingsmarter.ai. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. 
All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Add a little curiosity into your routine with TED Talks Daily, the podcast that brings you a new TED Talk every weekday. In less than 15 minutes a day, you'll go beyond the headlines and learn about the big ideas shaping your future. Coming up, how AI will change the way we communicate, how to be a better leader, and more. Listen to TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts. When I told my husband about this wonderful opportunity, he said, TED Talk, wow, I get to do that a lot around here. It's finally someone else's turn. So yes, I happen to be married to a wonderful man named Ted, which is pretty rare in Finland where I'm from. It's not a typical Finnish name at all, trust me. I myself, I'm a business professor and I love teaching. But you know what? My students are fed up. They're really fed up with the way the business is screwing up the environment and making wealth inequality worse and putting money and profits above all else. And what really makes them mad is when I tell them about the cooperative movement. They're angry because once they understand how cooperatives work, they feel like a secret solution has been kept hidden. Before I tell you more about why cooperatives are so great, I want to explain what they are. A cooperative is an organization that is owned by its members who are also its customer and decision maker. And unlike most businesses where certain owners can buy more power and influence, in a cooperative every member has one vote, which was a revolutionary idea back when the model was first introduced. A regular man, not to mention a woman, with no significant means or a prestigious position in a society as an owner and equal partner in business, unheard of. Perhaps it's still a bit revolutionary. Cooperatives exist in a sweet spot between the for-profit and non-profit worlds. Their uniqueness is based on the idea of duality. They have two distinct but complementary roles. On one hand, they act like any other business and try to make money. But on the other hand, cooperatives are and do so much more. They are people-centered enterprises run by and for their members, and they try to achieve economical, but also social and cultural goals to benefit those members who are just regular people like you and me. And what has happened for almost 200 years is that cooperatives have proven to make decisions with a view across generations instead of quarter to quarter to benefit more people and to anchor wealth in communities that might not otherwise attract investment while still being competitive and innovative. Sounds pretty good, right? I guess that's why at the end of a class the other day, a student all red and jazzed up basically shouted at me, I've always been a straight-A student, done all the work, read all the books, and now you're telling me that all my life I've missed hearing about a movement with this magnitude. I get this a lot. The organized cooperative movement started in 1844 with the Rochdale Society of Equitable Pioneers. 
This was a group of weavers and artisans who, out of desperation, opened a store together to sell things that they could neither get nor afford alone. The cooperative movement spread from there and became a global phenomenon. Many of the modern-day credit unions and farm credit systems you see in North America are descendants of the famous cooperative Raiffeisen system in Germany. And here in Finland, a man named Hannes Gebhardt is considered to be the father of the Finnish cooperative movement. In the 19th century, he introduced cooperatives to help people tackle debt, poverty and unemployment. It turns out this is the foundation of a country known for its democratic values, high-quality education and the happiness of its citizens. And this line of impact of cooperative movement can be found in other places in the world too. I'm proud to say that in relative terms, Finland is one of the most cooperative countries in the world. We have about 5.5 million people who have over 7 million memberships in cooperatives that run everything from groceries to banks. Each time I shop at our grocery cooperative, when I fill in my gas tank, eat at our jointly owned restaurants, stay at a hotel or buy clothes or hardware stuff, I get bonuses that can be up to 5%. And when I pay with our cooperative's bank card, I get an additional half percent off. And I know that when the cooperative is doing well, it's not funding a single person's luxury vacation in the Bahamas. Every year, a governance body comprised of elected representatives decides how any operating surplus will be used. Some of the money will go back to their members. For example, this year, our consumer cooperative, Pohjois-Karelan Osuuskauppa, or PKO, as we call it, it's part of the S Group, which is the biggest cooperative group in Finland. They had a surplus of 2% on members' purchases and 12% return on money invested. When you add up the savings and the return, my family received more than 2,000 euros back, which is more than we spend on groceries in one month. Not to mention that our grocery is about 7% cheaper than its main competitor. I'm a member owner in three cooperatives and my husband has four memberships, a consumer, a bank, an insurance and a water cooperative. We have two beautiful girls who are 10 and 12 years old and they are also member owners of the S Group. Their memberships cost us 100 euros each. We want to pass on the legacy and teach them about the benefits of cooperatives early on. And of course, they are very happy about the yearly interest on cooperative capital. But it's not just about us getting money back. It's about the greater good for our community. I'm not only talking about taxes and employment, even though our consumer cooperative is the biggest employer in the area. I'm talking about support for young people, sports, arts, university and cultural events. For example, as a member of the board of PKO, a few years ago, we agreed to build a sports hall for Lieksa, which is a nearby city here in the eastern part of Finland, belonging to our cooperative's operational area. After we built it, the city signed a very long-term rental agreement with us, so financially the investment made sense. And of course, it was a major gesture to the local people who now have proper facilities to do all kinds of sports. 
In another case, we ended up rejecting the investment proposal regarding building a senior house downtown. The idea was a very good one, but we declined because it was a big housing complex requiring a lot of capital with low expected investment return that would only serve a small part of the membership, less than 1% of our over 100,000 members, and therefore we decided against it. In a cooperative, if we only emphasize profitability, the interests of the membership may quickly become secondary. On the other hand, a situation where too much consideration is given to the members' differing and changing interests may jeopardize the business performance. So therefore, finding a balance is important. One role should not have priority over the other. Metaphorically speaking, cooperatives by nature have been given two solid feet. And as you know, it's much easier to stand on two feet than on one foot. Ensuring that is the board's most important task. It is a very cool system. That balance means that cooperatives can help us meet ambitious environmental goals. In Finland, for example, S Group aims at carbon negativity by the year 2025. A rescue, a network of 1,900 energy cooperatives with way over 1 million members, is promoting community energy, which is a key to decarbonized economy and a crucial step in tackling climate change. This is about more than windmills and solar panels. Community energy can help overcome the urban and rural divide and close the gap between north and south, between rich and poor, because it empowers local people. Community energy leads to energy democracy, holding the promise of an economy and a society based on cooperation rather than competition within the boundaries of the planet Earth. What is so wonderful about the cooperative system worldwide is that while cooperatives may sell different products or services, the goal is still the same for all of them, to create sustainable businesses that benefit the people and the communities they serve, lasting for generations. This is also a significant global phenomenon, an invisible giant of the economy resonating so well with the values of regular people. A form of business that recognizes that we people have other motivations and interests than purely and only economical ones. Today, there are more than 3 million cooperatives around the world with over a billion members employing 280 million people, which is 20% more than multinational companies. Cooperatives sell more than $2 trillion worth of goods and services. That number is larger than the GDP of Canada. Doing good business and doing good at the same time really makes an excellent match. And this really works because it's all about participation. And while having lots of people involved in any project can often make things a little bit more complicated, we can also often get better and fairer outcomes. We can create better businesses if we truly include the people they serve. When we Finns travel abroad, 
We tend to brag about our sauna, sisu, fresh air, clean waters and endless forests. And of course, that the real Santa Claus comes from Finland. But what we really should be bragging about is our cooperatives. Because unlike capitalism, the cooperative movement is not broken. It just needs better marketing. Thank you. Support for TED Business comes from Odoo. What's Odoo? Well, Odoo is an all-in-one management software with apps for every business need. Odoo has apps for CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, manufacturing, and everything in between. And they're all in one easy-to-use software. And the best part about Odoo? All Odoo apps are integrated helping you get things done faster and more efficiently. So when you think about business, think Odoo. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash tedbusiness. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash tedbusiness. This show is brought to you by Schwab. With Schwab Investing Themes, It's easy to invest in ideas you believe in, like artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy as is or customize the stocks in a theme to fit your goals. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. So you might be thinking, this is all fine and dandy in a country like Finland. But what about the U.S. of A.? Well, let me tell you, cooperativism is already here. Sunkiss Growers, the makers of that delicious orange soft drink that your parents never let you have, it turns out they claim to be the longest-standing agricultural co-op in the country. Their company is made up of thousands of citrus farms across the West and Southwest. And you know your neighborhood Ace Hardware? It's a co-op founded in 1924 by a group of Chicago-based hardware store owners. Today, the company is made up of over 5,500 stores around the world. The list goes on. There's Ocean Spray, REI, Cabot Creamery. Even the Associated Press is a co-op made up of journalists and other media professionals who are guided by a leadership team. There are also smaller co-ops that operate on the local level, from banks and credit unions to energy and communications companies. So now that we're all on the same page, that a co-op isn't just a grocery store or a grungy dorm in college that you had to work to live in, how can you then think about incorporating this model into some aspect of your life if you find it appealing? You know, my church has its own credit union, which again is a co-op. And I've never even looked into what it does, what the loan rates are, what it would mean to bank there, and how doing so could benefit the community in ways I've never thought about. So I'm going to look into it. Is there a co-op in your neighborhood that you could take the time to learn more about, whether it's a hardware store or an ice cream shop, knowing that using these services will benefit the community directly? And there is a database with this information. The National Cooperative Bank released a list of the 100 most profitable co-ops in 2020. Take a look. There might just be one that's convenient to your work or your home. And for those of you who own companies, maybe you can think more deeply about whether your business can work as a co-op. 
Others of you work for companies where it may be possible to incorporate the co-op model in some way. The point is, the work of imagining a more sustainable means of doing business belongs to all of us. And maybe we just need to learn more about the co-ops that exist all around and with this new knowledge, market them better. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Cosmic Standard with the help of Asia Simpson and Eliza Smith, researched by Cassie Brabaugh and fact-checked by Eliza Solomon. Our mixer is Sam Baer, and special thanks to Anna Phelan, Grace Rubenstein, Michelle Quint, Corey Hajim, and Colin Helms. I'm Madupa Akinola. Talk to you again next week. Thank you.